Entering Social. My name is Courtney Sandora, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself and the Go Social team. Go Social is a PR and social media marketing firm with offices in Denver, Colorado, and Louisville, Kentucky. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. If you have any questions and want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Go Social, or you can visit our website at goforthbesocial.com. Well, welcome to today's episode of Eat, Drink, Social. Um, I'm here today with Inca Larissa and Jennifer Rose of the Whiskey Sisters podcast, joining us um, from Europe. Uh, so really happy and excited to sit down and talk with you all. Uh, I'll let you all introduce yourselves. Hi, so I'm Inca Larissa and I write a um, blog called On the Sauce Again, and I'm also the co-host of Whiskey Sisters podcast. Hi, and I'm Jennifer Rose. Thank you so much for having us here. I'm the Scottish half of the Whiskey Sisters, and I'm based in Scotland. So, well, welcome. We're so excited to talk with you all today. Um, so you are based in Scotland, Jennifer, and Inca, are you based in Italy? Yeah, I'm based in Italy, but I'm actually from Finland originally. Awesome. Um, well, I'd love to just dive in and, um, you know, can you all tell me a little bit about how you found your passion for whiskey and kind of what prompted that? Um, and then, of course, leading into your um, your podcast. Yeah, so I basically been writing about spirits, like all type of spirits, not just whiskey for about seven years and just wanted to kind of jazz things up a little bit and find something new you know I, you just get fed up with Instagram sometimes and I don't know if blogging was working or you know you never know with these things so podcast felt like the next best thing and I got really into whiskey and I really wanted to find a perfect co-host <laughs> to do this journey with me and yeah Jennifer was perfect ideal for this this part so my love for whiskey started a bit earlier than Inca's unfortunately I it was it unfortunately because I tried whiskey <laughs> when I was quite young the legal age of drinking in the UK is 18 but I think I might have been slightly younger full disclosure and absolutely loved it but didn't know how to drink it sensibly so I just found it too strong and too much and couldn't handle it so kind of stayed away from it for a good few years but maybe Maybe about seven or eight years ago now, um, decided to go on a distillery visit and completely fell in love with it. I remembered the original flavours that I had enjoyed when I was younger, but was able to approach it with a bit more respect and, and managed to, to kind of handle it and enjoy it. And as Inca says, when we met, we just completely bonded over our shared love and passion for whiskey, as well as rock music and wearing too much animal print. <laughs> but we had lots in common, but we really shared a passion for whiskey. It was all we really spoke about. And it was really exciting when Inca proposed um, that we start a podcast together. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so I assume, Jennifer, did you start um, with Scottish whiskey? 
Yes, I started with Scotch whiskey. Um, I actually grew up, I was lucky enough to spend most of my childhood on a west coast island, the Isle of Mull in Scotland. And it was actually during a visit back to the Isle of Mull that I went to a distillery. So that felt really beautiful, drinking scotch, but not only a single malt scotch, but where I'd grown up that had been made there. So that that was really lovely and kind of added to the romantic, you know, the romantic uh, connection I have with it. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, I know, I feel like it's a little bit different, um, you know, in Europe versus the States. I know we're heavy on, on bourbon, um, and American whiskey as well. Do you all have um, any favorites there, um, American brands, or do you all stay more tried and true to European brands? Yeah, I think um, I love single malt uh, Scotch whiskies. Yeah, so getting into a bit more in bourbon and rye, but it's still quite new category for for me. I think one that we would like to get in Europe more, which is not really widely available at the moment, is the blackened American whiskey, because obviously the connections with Metallica, and we're like huge, huge Metallica fans. So, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah I, com- I completely agree, Inka. We were really blown away. We were lucky enough to get our hands on some of Metallica's blackened American whiskey, um, and we're kind of really curious and excited to try it, but we're really so impressed. It's definitely piqued my interest um, to learn more about American whiskeys, bourbons, but feel fairly new. We recently did an episode, didn't we, Inka? Oh, and we're really honest that we're kind of at the start of our journey um, with bourbon and American whiskey but it's exciting as well because our passion for scotch is there but there's so much to learn in all you know kind of worldwide whiskies as well yes definitely for sure well I think single malt is so fascinating as well and um you know just hearing some of the larger brands um you know we we work uh alongside some of Brown Foreman uh some of their brands um I know they have a big um, you know, like in the spy side region of Scotland, if I said that correctly. Um, Beside, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you all do, have, have you, have you been there? Have you been to any of the distilleries or um, can you, can you taste kind of a difference with um, any of the single malt Scotch whiskeys, depending on what side of the, of the country you're on? Yeah, I would say definitely you can, there are um, five whiskey regions and you can, they have kind of guidance what they are supposed to taste like. But now I think these days more brands are exper- experimenting with different ways of making whiskey. So the, the kind of lines are blurring a little bit more, but I would say you can definitely detect, you know, Speyside from your Isla whiskies, for example. And, and funny that you mentioned the Brown Foreman as well, because <laughs> we've had uh, Stuart Buchanan from, uh, who is like a, the brand ambassador, global brand amb- ambassador for, for the distilleries on the podcast. And we very much enjoy the whiskies. Uh, so, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I'm particularly really keen on a lot of different Speyside whiskies. A lot of them have, you know, like sherry cask finishes and that really suits my palate. So um, one of my favourite distilleries, Glendronach, is one of them that, you know, Inc. has just mentioned, owned by Brown Foreman. So that's a cool connection. Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, so kind of from your experience, you know, with whiskey 
So what kind of, can you talk a little bit about how that prompted you all, um, you know, to kind of lead into social media um, and share about your whiskey expertise there? Um, well, obviously for me, I've done social media for so many years through uh, on the source again. And obviously it's changed a lot over the years. <laughs> they keep changing the algorithms and things that, um, you know, you go from photos to videos and so on. And I think with uh, the podcast, the social media, like Instagram is just kind of an extension for like, just to promote the podcast and, and kind of be able to talk and chat with our community, like-minded whiskey lovers. Definitely. <laughs> And thank goodness, you know, Inca had that expertise because I had absolutely no expertise. In fact, a few years back, I thought Instagram was like a little photo album. You just uploaded your own photos on. And when I created an account, couldn't work out why people were liking the pictures. So that's how far removed I was from being, you know, a slick on social media. But Inca has been super patient and given me a good few pointers and I'm able to contribute to that side of things now broke yeah. dusted dusted myself down and got well, with the times to mm -hmm. be fair Jen really does most of our whiskey sisters uh, social media especially the Instagram so she's doing very well so I've upped my game <laughs> yeah <Hopefully. laughs> yes, for sure um I know you know on the whiskey side of things I feel like more um, you know, more women are being spotlighted. And um, do you find that, you know, you get a lot of women who reach out to you from across the globe or who are interested in more of that, you know, whiskey industry education and experience that you all can provide? Yeah, definitely. Um, or yeah, we get both men and women, but there's definitely much more women interacting and trying samples. And maybe they listened to a podcast and wanted to source some of those whiskies and always asking questions and it's really really nice and I think that's one of the things that has really changed in the recent years is the kind of like the whiskey is not so stuffy and it's not just for men you really don't think about whether it's man or woman who who's drinking the whiskey or what age they are like everyone it's for everyone for sure yeah Definitely. And hopefully we're assisting with any remaining barriers that are there. It's really nice to get messages from anybody that's listening or kind of curious to try whiskey. But I think some people and some women have contacted Inca, they maybe don't have friends that like whiskey. They maybe feel a little bit lonely in their own love or passion for it. And it can be really nice. They've told us that it's really nice to sort of link in and ask questions and share alongside their journey. Yeah. For sure. And I, I feel like especially, like you said, in recent years, more women, more female distillers or tasters have come Yay. about and really showcased, um, you know, across the industry, which is amazing to see. And I think with creators and, and, and podcast hosts like you all as well, it just supports that whole initiative. Like you said, whiskey is for everybody. Definitely. And we were talking recently, Inca, weren't we, about the Glenn Lovett campaign that was very much about you know being inclusive and maybe shaking up any sort of old stereotypes with people of all ages backgrounds ethnicities men women so that's been really nice and we've kind of posted a few things around that that's wonderful um so that that was kind of my next question too is just to kind of uh, gauge your all's thoughts on any other changes you've seen across the industry 
um, you know, whether that's in Europe or America, across the globe, um, from the different types of whiskeys, um, or, you know, just the different, more diverse, you know, group of people who are engaged and, you know, really involved in the whiskey industry. Yeah, I think there's so many whiskeys from all different countries, you know, Nordic whiskeys are very popular these days, and you have single malts from everywhere and it's not just scotch whiskey and every yeah i think it's a lot to do with the inclusive inclusivity <laughs> and like having just i don't know it's like just a, such a nice community everyone is really friendly the brands wants to help people to like discover new whiskies the consumers wants to support the brands they like um yeah i don't know it's just like making new friends <laughs> when you visit all the whiskey festivals and stuff so it's, it's, I think all the change has been very positive. Um, other changes, I think, what could be maybe um, like flavor related, different cask finishes, especially in Scotch, there's much more variety what they can do. Um, and also just kind of funky stuff, even, you know, in Finland, they use Heather Smoke or um, the recent um, Glen Moranchi, uh, Tale of the Forest release, for example, was made by Kilning Bali with different botanicals like juniper and pine needles and that kind of stuff. So it's really breaking the, the stereotype of that, like how whiskey is supposed to be and but still with it being within the, the rules, official rules. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's really great um, insight there. So I appreciate you sharing. Jennifer, did you have anything to add? Just to, I guess, to echo what Inka says, it makes me think recently we've spoken about people are experimenting with different types of barley to try and replicate flavours from barley that you would have had years ago, thinking about the terroir aspect of whiskey and where the different ingredients are sourced. And that seems to be, uh, you know, gaining in, in popularity or people are maybe less suspicious of, of that side of things as they maybe were before. I think, um, I'm not so sure if snobbery is the right word, but perhaps years ago it was frowned upon to use, you know, whiskey, Scotch whiskey in cocktails. And I think that's really changing, isn't it? Or it has changed. And that's a good thing. I think whiskey should be enjoyed in whichever way and, and to have that open mind and being able to experiment is, is always a positive thing. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, you all talked a little bit about kind of making new friends. Are there any... Um, you know, whiskey influencers you all have connected with or who you're, you all are close with, um, you know, from social media or from any of those whiskey festivals you all have attended? Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like I've made quite a, quite many friends through social media, through Instagram, just chatting about different whiskeys. And then you just end up talking about everything else. And a couple of years ago, one girl, one woman from Australia, actually, she came to Florence and I've only just kind of known her through Instagram for many years. And it was really nice to go to a whiskey bar together and we became really good friends. And now we just talk on WhatsApp and message all the time and do phone calls. Um, and it's the same, like even in Glasgow, when I go to Scotland, there's all of a sudden I have loads of friends <laughs> just through social media. Yeah, it's amazing. It's nice, isn't it? And just having those global connections makes us hungry to travel to other areas as well and, and meet up with these whiskey pals in real life. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
are there any, you know, do you get contacted a lot by different brands or invited in to the distilleries? And can you share a little bit about, you know, your experience or, or which brands you choose to work with or um, any, um, you know, ideal, you know, dream brands that you all would love to work with this year or in the future? Yeah, so we do get invitations on like press trips or even just launches of new whiskies. For me, it's a sometimes a little bit difficult because I'm in Italy most of the time. Um, so Jen can attend maybe more events in locally than <laughs> I can. Um, occasionally I get flown to Speyside or different parts of Scotland to go and visit the distillery and maybe there's some special launch or whatnot. And it's always a really good opportunity to meet other industry people and just kind of discover little secrets or things that <laughs> maybe not, don't get mentioned quite widely on social media or in other publications. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really lovely when brands reach out. We've recently both been hosted at Loch Lomond Distillery, which isn't open to the public. First Inca went um, and then I visited a little bit later. So it was really exciting to see you know behind the scenes and to have private tastings and things so there's real opportunities and, and doors open um to use that as an example they off they also have their own cooperage where they repair and char the casks uh, which was really cool to see there's um another distillery close by where i live glasgow distillery that we were able to to visit recently and you know we might be doing a little bit of work with them in the future but I think it's happened um correct me if you have you have a different view Inca but things have kind of happened quite organically just we've maybe been making inquiries with different brands or, or people have reached out and it just kind of flows from there yeah it's definitely a mix like if we have ideas that we would really want to work with the distillery then we're not afraid to contact them obviously <laughs> but it's nice to also get the brands to get in touch with us because it means that they do appreciate also what we are doing with the podcast so it works both ways I think for sure for sure and you mentioned you know the cooperages I, I think it is so interesting you know the history behind the barrel um do you all do um you know have you have you all learned much about that or uh, kind of dove into that part of the industry I feel like the barrels are kind of the underdog of of whiskey, but they kind of, you know, make the whiskey happen. And there's also, you know, the whole sustainability aspect as well of, you know, reusing the barrels and um, obviously just, especially with age statement whiskeys and just having them, you know, sit a little bit longer and just, you know, the importance of, of crafting that barrel and, and the art and science behind that. Yeah, I think it's totally amazing and interesting and especially now when they're using so many different types of casks and different woods and even in Finland they use it started to use uh, Finnish oak and uh, there's so many options obviously there's a lot of rules but even to state yeah the history of barrel how they've been used in the past and I know there is actually a book coming out from the US in uh, in the summer I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to say it, so I'm not going to tell much more, but there's a <laughs> book coming out, which is all about the life of barrel and how it contributes to whiskey and it's loads of history and things like that. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out on that one. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah. Thank you Definitely. for the spoiler. 
<laughs> yeah and thinking of the journey of that battle a lot of the battles you know have come over from America as you know or, or different parts of Europe and it's just fascinating to think of the the history of that battle and, and the kind of jobs it's done um you know before um the scotch you know reaches it so yeah super super interesting area and I think um, in this field the more you learn I know that I always feel oh well it's almost as if I feel I know less there's more I need to now know <laughs> there's just so many areas to learn within yeah and I think talking about the barrel visiting the Sherry tri Triangle in uh, in Spain is also very helpful like I've been there before before I even got into whiskey so I would that's one of the things I would like to do together as whiskey sisters to go and visit and really you know see in action how they make sherry and what kind of flavors and trying all the different sherries to understand even better the, what what these barrels can contribute into the whiskey definitely yeah for sure um so kind of talking a little bit about your all's you know knowledge and education that you've learned over the years from um, your whiskey experiences and expertise. Can you share a little bit about, um, you know, any tips or best practices that you have as podcast hosts and content creators and how you kind of shape, um, you know, your all's discussion or your content that you put out there for your followers? Um, I think a lot of it is based on on the whiskeys, the type of whiskeys that we like, or if we are curious about certain areas, then we look into that or sample those whiskeys and we go, go based on our hunch or our feeling, <laughs> maybe more than anything else. Of course, sometimes there might be some of our listeners, is, or maybe they're asking questions or um, talking about certain whiskeys, so then that might uh, influence our decisions mm, when we're yeah. recording. Definitely. And I'd, I'd say it's a blend of kind of our natural, casual friendship conversations and having ideas and, you know, just sharing our passion together. A lot of ideas are generated from that, but sometimes we'll be a little more serious and focused and have more business type planning meetings of things we would like to cover or potential guests we would like to have on and, and have a mixture. And we have a rough mapping out of what the content of each episode is going to be, because otherwise we would just chat and laugh and drink <laughs> without without that clear focus in the episodes would be five hours long so we're a Inca's very good at disciplining me for that because she's finished and organized and I'm more like all over the place and need a bit of reining in at times so it works well for sure I feel like people love to hear that too just your authentic you know conversation and um you know your insight into to trying a new whiskey or um I feel like people really enjoy that that, that authenticity we've really yeah. we decided early on didn't we Inca that we were just going to keep it absolutely real we sometimes love the whiskies we try we sometimes don't and we're never kind of mean about because it's it's your subjective opinion anyway isn't it but we right. thought we're not going to pretend to be anything we're not if we love it we'll say we love it and if we don't we'll express that as well yeah, whether it's a gifted sample or whether it's a bottle we bought ourselves, we always just say how it is. And, you know, there's many occasions where maybe I don't like it so much and Jen is loving it or vice versa. So it really shows that your taste parts are, you know, they're individual. It, it depends, you know, what you're used to or what, what kind of stuff you like. And, it, you know, there's whiskey for everyone. Definitely. 
Yeah, for sure. And I did, I forgot to ask you all at the beginning, um, you know, the name Whiskey Sisters, did that just come from your all's, you know, great friendship together? A little bit. And also, although we can't play any instruments, we kind of want to be in a band. And that's how we chose our kind of Iron Maiden-esque font and just thought it kind of, um, yeah, it was a good description of kind of the, our sisterhood over our shared love of, of the spirit. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think, yeah, we did a little brainstorming and list of different names when we were choosing. And obviously, I guess we just wanted to also show that we are two women talking about whiskey, even if, you know, I don't always want to think about like men and women, you know, we're just all people who enjoy whiskey, but it still kind of shows that maybe we're a little bit different from some of the other podcasts. For sure. Yeah, I love that. Well, I assumed you all were biological sisters, but I feel like friendship that blossom into that blossoms into sisterhood is just really amazing as well. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that with, with me. A lot of people think that Sydney until they meet <laughs> us and like hear the differing <laughs> accents and thinks I don't actually think they are sisters. <laughs> we have sisters. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Well, can you talk a little bit about um, any, any other big aspirations for this year or anything that's on the rise for you all in 2023 or just, you know, keep doing, you know, what is successful and what you love and enjoy? Yeah, I guess just keep doing what we're doing and visiting more distilleries, maybe even outside, more outside of Scotland, um, you know, within Europe, uh, possibly. I don't know, just, yeah, discover new whiskeys, new flavors, make new friends. <laughs> Definitely important for us to kind of keep it fun, true to our passion, hopefully keep, you know, creating content that people enjoy, flow with it and see how we grow organically. But definitely, as Inca says, maybe get on the road again. I'm also obsessed with America. I want us to come, Whiskey Sisters, on the road, massive road trip, visiting yeah. lots of distilleries, learning more about American whiskeys and having fun along the way. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Well, we'll stay tuned for the Whiskey Sisters uh, All-American Road Trip. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we'll, look, we'll look you up, Sydney. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm in Kentucky, so the bourbon capital of the world. <laughs> so good. Yeah. For sure. Um, well, thank you all so much for chatting with me today. This has been really fun. And um, again, I really appreciate you all. And I think, you know, just strong females in the whiskey industry and female creators as well. Um, just amazing to see. And um, is there anything else that you all would like to share with our podcast before we end today? <laughs> I don't think so, Jen. Just if anybody's interested in what we do and want to reach out, we're, you know, we're very welcoming of that. We really love to continue to build our community. If people have got any feedback or any advice or any questions, then, you know, just hit us up. That would be lovely to hear yeah. from them. Don't be shy. Don't be shy, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> you can find you all um, Whiskey Sisters podcast on Instagram, and your website is also linked in your bio. Is it whiskeysisters.com or whiskey sisters um, podcast.com? Had to think about that there. And on Instagram, <laughs> it's a bit of a pace for whiskey sisters.podcast, but you'll find us there. Yeah. yeah, and we are available in loads of different podcast channels. So 
you know, Apple, Spotify, Google, all that. Amazing. And um, yeah, on YouTube as well, I have to mention this. Make sure to check our little, <laughs> little video we did last year just to promote the podcast and kind of shows our maybe our, a little bit more about our personality, our sense of humor, our music. <laughs> 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 and the high heels uh, yes our love of inappropriate footwear yeah <laughs> yes well thank you all so much this has been such a joy so I appreciate you sitting down and, and chatting with me and thank you for um being our guest on the podcast today thank you so much for having us Sydney yeah thank, thank you. you so much all right everybody that wraps up today's episode of Eat, Drink, Social. Thanks for listening. If you have a story to share or know somebody that does, feel free to reach out to us.